your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Kia ora, Josh from the Stardome. Are you there? Kia ora, how's it going? That's good. That's good. How, how's it all going with you? It sounds like you've had a full-on day. Uh, what have you done? Yes, know? I've um, <laughs> been out at school all today, and then I um, I just popped into the Stardome, uh, our building, to check out our new chairs in the planetarium, which are very bougie and nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so quite exciting. Hopefully get open pretty soon. Oh, yeah, excellent. So the, the chairs in the Stardome are for people sitting back and looking at the, um, like, Watching movies and stuff. Yeah, these are the um, the chairs in the planetarium. So they're if anyone's been to Stardom, it's those kind of reclined, um, super comfy chairs in the big dark starry room. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we've got new ones, so they're just like wider, bigger, more comfortable, more space between them. Um, yeah, they got installed today, but yeah, it's all good, Stardom. Excellent. So not too long before you're back in there. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I was hoping I could give you a date, um, but I was told I will know the date by the end of this week. Um, so yeah, next time I'll be able to tell you the exact day, which is quite exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this evening for Spaced Out, um, you've sent through the video. I should probably, has it got the sound? Has it got the sound? Do you want to turn it up? People clapping. Wait, from the start, let's go. <laughs> Where is this clapping coming from? I think it's mission control. Yeah, everyone's just watching. They're going bizar- bananas. This rocket launch. They're clapping before it's taken off. This is we're talking about the Starship launch, uh, first ever test flight. Yep, basic Starship launch. Now this is up on the Stardome Observatory YouTube channel. So you got the, the eight minutes of blast off until it blows the smithereens. Yeah, yeah, we got the whole video up there, which yeah, I definitely highly recommend everyone to go watch it. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite literally very explosive and exciting. Um, but yeah, finally got this you know mega rocket off the ground on its first ever test flight, which is massive achievement. Um, yeah, obviously exploded about four minutes after takeoff. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really big achievement for the SpaceX and NASA for the Artemis program. Um, even though it did end, you know, in an explosion, it's um, kind of necessary to get these things, you know, right. So mm-hmm. very exciting, I think, for a lot of people. And now, you said excited. you said mega rocket. So I'm assuming that this is a a different rocket to all the ones that have been launched previously. Can you tell us about like what makes this rocket so different? Yeah, so this this rocket, it's the most powerful rocket. It's the largest rocket. It has the highest capacity. Um, it's essentially the most powerful rocket ever that was built. So this succeeds um, the Saturn V rocket, which took Apollo missions to the moon. Um, it's more powerful than the SLS rocket, NASA's one that launched last year. Um, and it succeeded, you know, odd ones from the Soviet era when they had some really big rockets too. Um, it's got a 33 engines, which is the most engines of a rocket ever. Um, but the thing that kind of you know sets this rocket apart is it's designed to eventually be fully reusable. So all of these components, the booster and the actual spaceship part of it, um, are designed to go to space and then to actually come back. 
Um, and there's simply no rocket that exists that has done that ever. So, And that's kind of, you know, the pinnacle of space flight is actually reusability and getting mm. rockets that can, A, take a lot of things to space, but B, actually get themselves back so you're not having to build a new rocket every single time, essentially. Hey, so the, the bottom rocket piece, which does most of the heavy lifting and gets it up into orbit, does that mm. fly back to Earth and nicely land upright on like a landing pad? Is it that advanced? Yeah, so it's kind of like the Falcon 9 rockets. You've probably seen those ones which fly up and land on like a drone ship in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, This rocket is similar kind of mechanisms. It'll fly up, it'll separate, and it'll fly back down. Um, But these ones will eventually actually only be landing on land. So they basically kind of plan to fly them back to the launch tower. Um, And the launch tower will have these kind of arms essentially that will catch the rocket and it'll slow itself down and everything because it won't have landing legs um, but a really similar mechanism to the ones that we've seen um, and the spaceship itself also will be able to do the same thing essentially. Okay so just to give people an idea this mm. particular rocket which is going to assume I'm assuming carry like the little space capsules that astronauts will live on that yep. uh, go around the moon before they go down to the moon like how big would those capsules be? How big is this rocket and how big is the payload? What size, just for scale? Yeah, so this particular rocket, this all together with the two parts, the booster and the spaceship at the top, it's 120 metres tall, so it's really big. Um, But the actual part that will be going to, say, the surface of the moon for the Artemis mission, Mm. um, that top part of the spaceship, I believe it's about 50-ish metres. Um, so it's well, kind it's of massive. similar in size. It's massive. It's really yeah. similar in size to uh, the space shuttle. So I think a lot of people um, know the you know famous NASA space shuttles from the eighties, nineties, two thousand. Roughly that size. So you imagine you know a fully reusable version of that landing on the moon. It's a really big thing. Okay, someone's just wondering how many dollars it cost. They said spondulas, spondulies. <laughs> Which is pretty late dollars? 90s. Spondulies. How many spondulies? Sp- spondulas? Spondulies? Um, Did it yeah, cost I, all up for the mega rocket? I couldn't tell you the exact cost. I mean, this has been something that's been in development for about five years. Um, so there would have been probably hundreds of millions of dollars into this already. Um, but, yeah, I, I will say for the money thing is that this rocket is designed to be the cheapest rocket, and that comes from that reusability element. Mm. So in the future, in a few years, hopefully, when we you know can perfect these, um, we only plan to, you know, potentially cost ten, twenty million dollars per launch, which might sound like a lot, um, but in reality, like NASA's SLS rocket, it costs, I think, something like two and a half billion dollars per launch, and that's not reusable. Um, mm. So it's a huge jump in, you know, cost effectiveness and um, reliability as to, you know, those older style NASA ones. And now we've had we've had another. This is a bit. This is like in this, uh, you know, like in current times where we're facing a, a climate emergency. Someone is saying, yeah. "Screw those guys for all their direct atmospheric, stratospheric pollution." Space uh, buddy, beep. Space wankers is what yeah. they said. Uh, Josh, thoughts <laughs> yeah. on this? How do we manage all this buddy space pollution? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the bigger issue is not necessarily the rockets, but it is that thing about what we are putting into space, mm. um, what we leave in space. You know, a lot of the rockets nowadays, well, most of them essentially, um, they leave their upper stages in space, so they become space junk. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, of course, SpaceX themselves, although they're developing this rocket, they've also been criticised for 
um, the Starlink programs. You know, they're launching thousands of satellites. I saw them the other day, by the way. They flew yeah. past my house. Yeah. <laughs> we were out on the, yeah. We're like, oh, my God, what's good? They're in the sky. Elon's little yeah, internet connection over Johnny's yeah. house. <laughs> yeah, they're like little trains of lights. People yeah. like, oh, my God, it's alien. Um, no, it's just <laughs> Elon Musk, apparently. But, yeah, I mean, these, these this is kind of the thing, because if this was NASA, this would be done very differently, and it has been done differently, because... Um, they're under regulation of, you know, where their money comes from being the government, mm. um, being, you know, approved by Congress, whereas companies like SpaceX, um, there's very little regulation as to what they can and can't do. I, I think the biggest regulator for them is the FAA, like the Federal um, Aviation Agency. So it's not, there's just not a lot of rules about these things. Mm. Um, and as for rockets, though, they are not the most... Um, I think the thing about rockets is chemical rockets are not that fuel efficient. Yes. Um, you know, we have dreams of things like space elevators eventually one day. Mm. Um, but yeah, a lot of rockets nowadays are much more efficient because when you see a rocket, um, th- this particular rocket, Starship, it uses something called methylox, which is basically um, a version of liquid oxygen. So one of the biggest byproducts um, is water vapor, um, oxygen, and a small oh, bit of CO2. Good. So yeah, they're not... Mm. They're not as bad as those rockets in the 80s and 90s. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, it's equivalent to like several hundred cars, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, th- there are lots of issues about SpaceX that I, <laughs> I couldn't speak to all of them, unfortunately. Yes, okay. But exciting. Yeah, exciting. And mm. yeah, I think if you want to see a really cool big rocket explode, yeah, go watch the video. Check exciting. it out on uh, the Stardome YouTube channel. Now, yeah. uh, a private Japanese spacecraft has blown to smithereens. Yeah, we crashed at the last minute. Yeah, another um, another failed attempt at the moon landing. We had a Japanese um, private company also, which um, they built a moon lander, which had been going to the moon for a few months, um, and they attempted to land it, um, and they potentially lost it in the last hundred meters. There's some um, great video of them getting pretty close to the moon. Yeah, yeah, you've got the video of the mission control, and it shows an animation of it landing, and they look really excited, but then they lose the data. Um, yeah, no, they've crashed on the moon. And when it kind of unfortunate because it wasn't just the lander. Um, this lander actually carried it was a little rover which mm-hmm. was going to be on the moon too. Um, and we've not had rovers on the moon for decades, so that was oh, kind okay. of meant to be quite exciting. Why? Um, why have we not had? Why have we had so many rovers on Mars but none on the moon for so long? Yeah, I, well, I think Mars is more important in terms of astrobiology because you know the potential of water of mm. water in the past of potentially life. Whereas, you know, we know the moon is essentially a dead space rock. It's way too inhospitable for life. Yeah. Um, and it's probably not as, you know, geographically interesting or geolo- geologically interesting as a place like Mars. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, just why we have more things at Mars. You know, we have very few satellites around Mars. I think there are maybe three off the top of my head, whereas at Mars we have, like, 15 spacecraft at any given time. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of more interesting. Okay. Okay. Damn. The rover on the moon. Well, what was the what was to be the rover's mission? Um, it was a little test. It was a tiny rover. I think it was something like the size of a microwave. It was really small, um, but it was a test demonstration from uh, the United Arab Emirates in the Middle East. So it was also going to be, you know, their first rover. Um, it would have been Japan's first landing mission on the moon. It would have been the first private company to get to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of firsts with this. So it is, you know, kind of disappointing, but. It's also just a reminder that, you know, space exploration is really hard and nothing is guaranteed. Yes. Um, and, yeah, actually, to add to that, we had yesterday more moon news. Um, the head of the Chinese lunar program, they've announced that they will have astronauts on the moon within about seven years. 
Okay. Um, so that's kind of in competition with the timeline for NASA to get back to them with their astronauts. So, All right. Yeah, I think things are really heating up at the moment. Have they? Will the Chinese space agency be blasting rockets into the atmosphere the same size as the SpaceX one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have some pretty big rockets, but I think China's known for... Uh, not disposing of their rockets. So, uh, like, genuinely every six months, you might see it on the news that there's a giant space, Chinese space rocket that's flying into the atmosphere. Mm. Um, they don't discard their rockets properly, so they often fall over different countries. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's happened before. And, again, it's just that problem of there is very little regulation between countries. Would the Chinese uh, space agency ever go, like, hey, Elon, your rocket's pretty good. Could we grab one of yours? I think by law... No, I, there's a lot of law around space exploration and technology, you know, linked to military military stuff where China can't actually collaborate with a lot of American companies. Like, they're banned from the International okay. Space Station, essentially. Um, which, I, yeah, it isn't really unfortunate because I think if these, you know, two giant space agencies did work together, mm. it would be amazing. Get there faster. Um, but, yeah, all that politics behind it, which is unfortunate. All right. Hey, Josh, one last question for you. Someone's wondering what is happening with the old chairs from the Stardome? With the old chairs. Um, honestly, I couldn't tell you, but I will find out and I will let you know in two weeks. Okay. All right, Josh. Hey, Josh from the Stardome. Thank you so much for chatting to us this afternoon. Um, everyone check out the Stardome. Uh, opening soon. Reopening soon, I'm assuming. Yeah, we should have a date on our social media by Friday. All right. Cheers, brother. All right. See you later. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.